Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined in person here by Rob Casty. Rob, how are you doing today? Boy, I am in the same room as you. I'm sitting at the same table as you. This is just, it's wonderful. It's heartwarming. Yeah, we have, uh, might be a little echoey in here. We're going to try to do the best we can, but uh, we're on the road. We're at IMG Academy. <laughs> Rob's making, immediately starts making a bunch of noise. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I don't, man, it's, my phone's ringing. It's, it's a disaster. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's a great job. Um... So uh, we want to remind everybody, uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes, uh, leave us some feedback, please leave us a five-star review, it really helps out with the placement, especially as we gear up here for, for college football season, we got all kinds of new people listening. Uh, we're going to jump right in, we're here at IMG, I guess we should start with IMG, all types of comments this week, you might have the quotes in front of you on your computer, Tom Herman and Matt Rule, both speaking to coaches in Texas, high school coaches, come out and Say some comments that caught the people of IMG's attention. Yeah, so Rule went a little further than Herman did, right? So Herman just said he doesn't need, he doesn't, he wouldn't advise anybody to go to IMG or places like it because he's scared that one will pop up like this in Texas. Uh, he says they don't need to IMG, they don't need to come here to find players because they have so many good players in Texas and he discouraged people from coming here. Matt Rule said he won't recruit here. Uh, he's like, his staff has been told not to come here, not to come on campus here, they're not gonna recruit IMG. Uh, I guess they're trying to make some kind of statement. Um, I don't think Matt Rule is in a really good position right now to be making any kind of statements <laughs> where he's coaching. Uh, they need all the help they can get. So it's it's mighty interesting uh, timing. And, you know, you and I talked about this off the air. The reason for this is pretty clear, right? I mean, it's pandering to the audience. They were speaking at the high school coaches convention in Dallas. Uh, those coaches all dislike IMG because they take their players. So what else is going to go over? I mean... You know, it's playing to your base, as, as they say in politics. Uh, and, you know, what else, that goes over like gangbusters if you're boo IMG in front of a bunch of high school coaches that already hate. Yeah, I mean, and, and we saw this with uh, our friend of the show, Quincy Avery, who's a quarterback coach in Atlanta, always drawing the ire of people on Twitter. He, his point was, and I mean, maybe we'll have him on the show sometime to discuss this. If you're a high school coach, why wouldn't you want your kid to come here? Now, obviously, there's selfish reasons you have to say, okay, my team's going to be worse if my best player leaves to go to IMG. But at the same time, what is the ultimate goal? And I always say this to coaches who, you know, are like, I don't like this recruiting stuff or whatever. I'm like, what's the ultimate goal of any person working at a high school? It's to prepare the students to be successful in life, whether that's as a football player, whether it's going on to college, whether it's going on to vocational school or whatever. Everyone's goal at a high school, including the football coach, should be able to help to be to help their players have the best opportunity to be successful in life. And sometimes that means going to IMG and not playing, you know, at Podunk High School, Ulysses High School in Texas. Or whatever. No, I'm not going to name. See, I knew you were going to do that, and I wasn't going to name the school. Um, I don't even know if that's a real high school. Robert E. Lee I High School. It yeah, is. Well, it's, there's definitely a Robert E. Lee High School there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, we're on the same page here, and I think we always have been. It's, it's a little strange. Um, there are obviously selfish regions there. and I really want to comment on how, I, how much I liked your crusty old coach impression that you did there. Yeah, is that pretty good? <laughs> yeah. I don't like this recruiting stuff. Well, you know, a lot of word on the street is that a lot of people don't, a lot of coaches don't like me. Uh, Shots. That's, that's what I've heard <laughs> from, uh, from, from people, some of them uh, that work even here at Rivals. So the, How do you get them out of Georgia? Yeah, the... Uh, the, the question I have, though, is the players, these players seem pissed. I can tell the IMG players. They it was be, clear that they were pissed and that they were told to be less pissed when we asked them about it. They're not happy. I mean, you know, we talked to, uh, later in the show, we actually have an interview with uh, 
I can always say his last name. Bradley Hines. No, see, you said it wrong. It's Hiles. Hiles. Bradley Hiles. Buki. Buki, as he likes to be called. But I, I, anyway, he talk, we did talk about it, so you'll hear some of him talking about it there. But, I mean, you talked to a Texas commit, um, the, the four-star linebacker from, from Kansas City, from Kansas City, St. no, St. Louis, um, who has a hard name, hard name to pronounce. A-O-Deli. A day, <laughs> people are really going to be making fun of us in this episode. But anyway, he said he called Herman and wanted to yeah. find out. Hey, you know, and and it, well, basically what he said to me, and I'm not sure if it's different. You have some quotes there. He said to me, you know, Herman said they recruited me from St. Louis, not yeah. from here. Which the bottom Semantic. line is, any yeah. coach, it's it, it. This is they should treat this as a high school. I know you want to support. Then stop playing games on Friday nights. How about that? Yeah, Big, no the entire Big Ten plays games on Friday nights now. I'll read this quote from him. Okay, let's uh, this is it. what he said. He said he called Herman. He said, he told me that high school coaches had the chance to ask anything they wanted, so they asked him about IMG, and he responded like that. But he didn't mean it that way, because of course he didn't mean it that way. You know? He told me it had nothing to do with me, and that he's going to keep recruiting IMG, but Texas football doesn't like, take, doesn't like IMG taking players, so they kind of changed his words around, because of course they changed his words around, right? I mean, what a great sell job by Herman there. Well, <laughs> I got news for some of the best players from Texas are now moving here to play, so... You, you can't play this game of, we're not going to take guys. I'm, t- I'm trying to actually find some of the... The, they changed my words around excuse was the precursor to fake news. I mean, it can't, it's, it's, big, it's the same thing. Yeah, they t- yeah it was misquoted. Yeah, yeah. Misquoted. Someone, hacked, someone hacked my Twitter account. But if you look at a guy like Noah Kane, who's a borderline five-star running back, he's from Texas. If Baylor is not going to recruit him just because he decided to transfer to this high school, that's... You're, it's essentially, you know, cutting off your nose to spite yeah, your to face. To be fair, though, Baylor's not going to recruit him because they're not going to get him. <laughs> well, but see, I don't know who – I don't – I mean, obviously, I don't follow his recruitment day-to-day. I don't know what's going on. But I just think to be in a situation where you're going to just cast a, a blanket over a school so, – so you're going to recruit – there are other high schools we know that are not exactly – the most legitimate operations. Absolutely. And we don't want to, we're not going to name any schools or anything like that. But, but there are schools in strip malls. Yeah, there are schools that we've been to in strip malls. And it, we don't hear anything about them. There, there are schools that where guys haven't qualified, you know, basketball players especially, and they've had to yeah. go play overseas. So uh, in my opinion, I just think they're, it's a classic case of anytime these coaches talk to the media, it's going to find its way out. I mean, I used to love it when I was working in Naples at the newspaper. I would get one-on-ones with ADs and head coaches and even Magic Johnson, and I knew they would, I could get them to say something that then I could get aggregated all over the internet and I'd get a ton of traffic because, I mean, I remember asking the Michigan AD about the banner, taking down the banner from the, oh, yeah. you know, the, the Fab Five, and I mean, that was one of the most popular stories I ever wrote because he thought, I'm talking to some jabroni who works at a local newspaper, no one's ever going to read this. Didn't understand the internet yet. Right, and next thing you know, and that was exactly, that was in 2010, so I mean, people were less cautious, but these coaches got to understand you. I know you're playing to the room. Yeah, in Rule's case, he comes into Texas where he's never been before. And he really, you know, he's playing to the base. You know, what's yeah. he gonna do? He's gonna get these guys on his side. So, you know, boo IMG. It's like that, uh, that I think it's a Family Guy episode where uh, Peter runs for mayor and he just gets up there and he's like, 9-11 was bad. <laughs> and they all cheer. I think that was Rule's version of that. There was, uh, I'm thinking of a line that, that Bill Trochi would make us beep uh, also from a similar, when Peter was running against Lois for the school board. Yeah. He has a commercial. <laughs> 
So anyway, hopefully if you're a Family Guy fan, uh, you'll, you'll get those references. All right, moving on. That's enough IMG. Like I said, we got an interview coming up later. Matt Corral, five-star quarterback, uh, at least for now, and in our rankings, we'll see. We have meetings coming up. That's going to be hotly contested, I would say. Well, is it? Um, even us talking about it now probably starts to, to fan the flames a little bit. He commits to Florida now. Him and Justin Fields there at the same time. Florida had a huge weekend, which you know normally we'd probably spend more time talking about if we weren't on the road. We're going to focus on Corral. Him and Justin Fields, both there at the same time. I personally had been thinking this whole time, Fields ends up at Florida, Corral ends up at Georgia. That was my outsider's view. But afterwards, Fields kind of said some weird, like Fields made it seem like, he's like, there's some big news coming from somebody else. So clearly him and Corral had discussed that he was committing. So um, regardless of whether he stays at a five-star where they moves down the rank, he's still going to be ranked high. This is a guy who's been inconsistent this offseason, I think it's safe to say, but, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, January, where we were talking, is he better than Trevor Lawrence? You know, he was... No, Who's I wasn't. We? <laughs> yeah. we? We being not me and you, we being other <laughs> analysts who work at Rivals. Um, so it is a big get. I mean, they've had trouble recruiting I mean, quarterbacks. And he's a good player, and he's, you know, he's got... You know, he's a big guy, makes throws, and, you know, it's not... I don't think anybody is doubting his skill set. It's just that sometimes it just seems like he's in another place. Uh, he's, I think he's going to be fine at Florida, as long well, as he stays in the game mentally. I personally think him moving from California to a place like Gainesville would be the ideal situation. I, I agree. Mean, we've seen some guys like Jacob Eason go from Washington to, but the, the scene down in the L.A. football scene is it's really something. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of media there. Obviously, mm-hmm. the prospects all know each other. You know the coaches are. It's 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 kind of like the whole scene's a very high school esque scene. There's a lot of drama going on. So I mean, people say, you know, I mean, Rob and I kind of lead the charge on this. We don't know what any of these kids are up to or what they're like. So you don't know to, these kids. Right, it's hard to make a. You know, you hear some oh character issues. Well, <laughs> I don't know what anyone does in their spare time. What we see these kids for a few minutes here and there, a week here and there. So I just think. Corral's got a, from my perspective, like I said, once again, outside perspective, it, he needs to refocus on the things that got him to where he was yeah. as a star quarter and being mentioned with with Lawrence. He's got, he's got a new high school this year. I think that might help him a little bit. I think the end of the recruiting process is really going to help him too because it's easy to get caught up in... Especially in L.A. Yeah, yeah it, it's just, like, if Matt Corral were from, you know, Missouri... We would, nobody would know anything about him except he was, you know, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't great, know, great, great family. They definitely, yeah. If he was from Missouri, he would definitely get, you know, good, good player, better person. Tag. Right, exactly. And so there are certain states that come with the good player, better person tag. But for Florida, huge commitment. I mean, we've seen them struggle with quarterback recruiting. Obviously, they got Felipe Franks, which you know, is a guy that I think you and I liked as a, as a pretty good athlete. But that's been the knock on McElwain is they're not recruiting at a high level. What's going on? And they had this huge weekend. They got a ton of commits. But I think for sure that's the highlight. Um, yeah, definitely. That's, that's what stands out. I mean, obviously the quarterback, the five-star quarterback, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the headline well, on this. If we look, I'm trying to look back at some of the I was qu- talking to Curtis Dunlap today. He was committed to Florida. And he was like, <laughs> he did not let me get away from that interview without letting me know that he, like, you know, I started all this. And like, what do you mean? I was like, I committed, and then I recruited all these guys. <laughs> I said, yes. what? He's like, and I didn't, like, you know, a lot of these reporters will ask, you know, who are you helping with? I did not even ask. He was like, puffed his chest up, made sure to let me know that he recruited Matt Corral. It's like, how do you even know him? 
<laughs> you know? I like Dunlap, though. He's a fun guy to talk to. And obviously thinks highly of his recruiting abilities. Yeah, so Florida fans, if you're crediting anybody, forget the staff. Forget it. We're giving it to Curtis Dunlap. <laughs> Curtis Dunlap. <laughs> ace recruiter. Yeah, ace recruiter. And I think Ohio State fans were actually surprised when he picked Florida. I think I saw on my Twitter feed, at least. Um, so, so anyway, the, the, great job by Florida. They also got... Um, Jamar Chase out of out of uh, Louisiana, which was a real surprise. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. He had the drama with uh, with the situation with the NFL Network where they botched his announcement. And if you're TCU, he was going to commit the. T- he had a box in his hand with TCU stuff in it. Think about. It. Imagine if you're the TCU coach. Wait, NFL. Florida's Ace recruiters at the NFL Network and Curtis Dunlap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, but great job by Florida. The door was cracked open. They're really trying in Louisiana. I hear a lot of kids, they have a guy on staff who's from Louisiana. I hear a lot of kids, even guys who are coming to LSU, mention Florida. So that's a situation to monitor as well. So great job by the Gators. Now we got to get our obligatory Justin Fields talk in. We're going to start riding him. He's yeah, the... It's, yeah, so <laughs> this is Georgia versus Florida State now, we decided. Uh, Auburn also still in the mix, but never have I seen... No, not never. I shouldn't say yeah, that. Not since King Kabongo. Yeah. Where he committed to every school. Well, no. <laughs> Justin Fields, what's great about him is, you know, from all accounts, he's the nicest kid in the world. I've, he's great to deal with. And not only is he taking all these visits, he's telling everyone where he is. Because a lot of times when you have a guy in his situation, it's, oh, where is he? I heard he's at Florida. Yeah, and you're, you're calling people. You're, he, he's tweeting every visit. Yeah, I'm great. here at Florida. And then he's doing interviews afterwards, too. I mean, which is really something. So he, he seems to be living it up. The question is... I enjoy that nobody... Re- everybody thinks they're getting him. This is why I referenced yeah, yeah. King Kabongo. Everybody thinks they're getting him. <laughs> every coach, every fan base. It's amazing. I have not heard that much out of Auburn recently. But I can tell you... He went to Florida. He was at Florida State last week. The Florida State fans and the media that covers Florida State is assured he's going there. Which same can be said for Georgia. That, yeah, but then you look at Georgia and the Georgia fans on our Georgia side, and even the, the people who cover Georgia, uh, Chad Simmons. You know, they're all saying he's going to Georgia. That's the lean that they're getting. So it reminds me of Trevor Lawrence if you remember he was like Tennessee thought for sure we're getting Trevor Lawrence yeah Georgia thought for sure we're getting Trevor Lawrence he ends up going I, I predicted he would go to Florida just like I did with Fields which I was obviously wrong and now he's gonna you know he's gonna decide between those two schools or maybe three but honestly for us in the recruiting business this is a great discussion because He's got everyone guessing, and that half of the people are going to be completely wrong. Yeah, well, he didn't, uh, he didn't go as far as our boy King Cabongo did in committing to all the schools <laughs> silently, which was a great move. I think he should, though. Silently, silently committing, <laughs> committing to, to every, five schools. To every school. That was pretty good. Well, I think uh, it was interesting. I asked a couple – I asked another quarterback who was there at Florida with Corral and Fields, and I said, what do you think he's going to do just to kind of get a uh, – a sense and he said he's going to Florida State and I was with and he mentioned a couple of his seven on seven teammates um Marquez Ezard who already committed there and I forget who the Akiris Jackson who I think is all uncommitted as well they play seven on seven together or, or, or they're in the same universe together it makes more logical sense doesn't it I mean if you think about it, they've got Francois in there who's going to be a sophomore it's I mean, I guess it's the same thing with Eason, though at Georgia well no because they've got from behind him from yeah. also and so 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 but I, I said, I said, you think that's what he's doing, or you know? And he said, 
I have a pretty good idea that's where he's going. So he was confident. Now, that's one kid's opinion. Yeah, we need to get a riddle. Well, I've been working on getting a riddle. I'm going to see if I can get Fields and his dad. Fields' dad, uh, maybe to give me a riddle, or maybe the quarterback coach, uh, Ron Veal, who's, uh, who is, guess what? Let me tell you how good of a quarterback coach. You don't hear this guy. He's not on TV. He's not, you know, hanging out with Trent Dill for anything. This guy told me about Trevor Lawrence when we had no offers. Last year, I called him up and I said, hey, Ron, who should I? I got, we got a few spots left in the QB challenge, which is the thing we used to do. And he goes, oh, you got I got this kid, Justin Fields. You got to see him. He hasn't really played very much. That's eh, where it worked out. How about that for back-to-back? I mean, Ron, big shout. He's going to set up shop and start charging people for camps. Isn't that the next step? Well, Ron keeps a low profile. I think he's even got a protected Twitter account. Uh, it is low profile. But guess what? He produces quarterbacks. I'll give him give him credit there. So we don't know where Justin Fields is going. We're not going to make any predictions today. I just I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the madness. I'm enjoying the chaos. And I, I can't wait. We're only like we're one commitment away from well, you know, Bagman came in at the last. Second. Oh, Whoever yeah, doesn't get him yeah. is there is going to be some serious they cheating allegations. <laughs> <laughs> now speaking of they cheating, uh, Dan Wetzel, a friend of the show and our Yahoo uh, colleague wrote a column this week saying that he thinks players from the last two classes at Ole Miss, which would include Shea Patterson, should be allowed to transfer freely from Ole Miss given the current state of the program. This is something that's been discussed. I don't think it's a realistic thing that could happen this quickly, but I do think, and this is going to be, this is going to be a thing that could be an issue, if they get in the second bowl ban, people can leave. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've heard some rumors about Patterson going to USC. I think it was reported. It was out there this week. Do you think they should be able to leave now? Look, I think that in an ideal world, kids can go wherever they wanted to, right? Like, all the time. Uh, I, that's been my, I don't think there should be a rule where you have to sit out. I think if a kid wants to transfer, you should have transfer. But if we're going to break the rule for every coach that gets an escort, I mean, there's going to be lots yeah, of there's going to be lots of transferring. No, but I understand. Like it is kind of it's turmoil there at Ole Miss. It's more than the escort. I understand that. It's you know, it's more about the bowl bands. I, but it sets a precedent. I mean, if the NCAA is ready to set a precedent, uh, then no, I agree. They should they should be able to go wherever they want. They should be able to go wherever they want, no matter what. So I'm I'm never going to be in a place where I think I'm going to say you know they should have to stay at the school. There's no situation that I can think of. Uh, where I think the kids should not be allowed to transfer wherever they want to go. Yeah, I mean, I think in a perfect world we'd say, okay, they can leave, but, jeez, boy, we got all kinds of noise going on. Next thing you know, we're going to come out there, they're going to build a new facility. Every time I come to this campus, something new has been erected. And you hadn't even been here prior to, like, like in 2012, what this place looked like? I mean, none of this was, nothing was here. Yeah, this is great radio because nobody can see it. But, I mean, if you, this place is very impressive. Uh, no. It's really, we're in like a pristine, you know, what you call this, a conference room in the field house? Yeah, we're in like a corner conference room. Playing There's drilling room. going on in the next door. Who knows? They're probably building a five-star quarterback next door. Typical Womack luck. So, so if, you're, if you're Ole Miss, I mean, you know, you, 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 the players knew that some of this stuff, especially this last class, knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should get any special privileges. I'm all for letting players leave just like you are. If there's more penalties, I think then that's when we could see it happen. But we're in a wait-and-see mode. I mean, we obviously had a podcast about this last week with Andy Staples. You can go back and listen to that on uh, iTunes if you haven't heard it already. I thought we had a good discussion about, you know, coaches and kind of the way things have 
have been turned uh, in recent years with with them becoming gods, godlike figures. Jeez, yeah. um, so, recent so, years. Yeah, recent. So that was that was really interesting. Uh, but we're going to be monitoring Ole Miss, and I think they've lost two commits already, which uh, it has to just be the start, right? I mean, I'd have to yeah, one hundred percent. It's it's going to be tough for them. They had a tough time last year. I always say that you know if none of this happens, I really do think Cam Akers would be a rebel. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I agree with that. I totally agree with that statement. So it already cost them possibly the greatest football player in the history of the world. Yeah, the number, not as good as uh, Najee Harris. You haven't been doing this for 14 years, Rob, so you don't know <laughs> who, who's, who's good and who's not. But um, Rob and I both were high on Akers, who, who finishes the number three player. In the, I thought he was two. I thought he was he two. Who, two. Oh, was Marvin. Just, yeah, Marvin. Marvin Wilson was two, so uh, not the Florida State fans will care if they were... Lit, this Rambo looking dude keeps looking at us like he really wants to come in this room. Uh, There's a IMG worker out there with a headband, Rambo headband on. Uh, he's gesturing. emphatically gesturing. I think okay. he wants us out. All right, so let's let's go ahead and quickly uh, let's move on. Brendan Radley Hyatt. I, I always get him mixed up. It's always good. It's always good. <laughs> Maybe it's because of Mike Riley. I get it, I get it confused. Um, so what's up, man? We're here at IMG Media Day doing a ton of interviews and everything. Are you getting tired of doing going through this stuff yet, or? No, nah, I'm good. I'm I'm I, I'm here for you guys. You know, I I I handle what I handle on the field, and everything else is for the for the kids, for the you know for the guys. You know, so I'm a pretty complacent guy when it comes to stuff like this off the field. So you're from California. You're down here in Florida now. You've been here for a while. What's what's it been like? IMG's been in the news a lot with uh, some of these coaches talking about talking about how they're not going to recruit here and stuff like that. What's been your experience down here at IMG? Um, there's a lot of specific – it's a specific state that's not recruiting us no more, I feel as if. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, you know, it's – I mean, the best guys in the country come here to get prepared to come to that school. So, I mean, you know, if they don't want to recruit us, it is what it is. You know, it's all, it's all good. You no, think no, – No hard feelings. <laughs> you think they're being – you think they're being legitimate in saying that or you think they're trying to – Give good PR with the coaches there in Texas, or what? What do you? Th- why do you think they would say that? Are kind of unprompted. Um, I haven't really given too much thought to it, to be honest with you. But if I had to just say anything about it, I mean, the coaches they have to they have to understand, you know, that the the schools locally, you know, are or who they target, you know, priority speaking, you know. So if anything to help their confidence and such certain things like that, then you got to do what you got to do. But if it is, it is. But if it, if it isn't, it isn't. What's been your experience down here? I mean, compared to, to, to a regular high school, what's better about it? What's what's different? What do you miss about being back home and everything? Uh, personally, me, you know, I, I love California. You know, California will forever be my home. But I can't say I miss it, miss it, you know, because, you know, I'll, you, you have to keep your head on the swivel at all times. But really, what I miss about that is I miss my brothers, I miss my sisters, I miss my parents. And really, I just miss the people. You know, I miss my brothers, like you know, that are that are not related to me. You know, my loyalty brothers. So, really, that's all I that's all I really miss. You know, I have two of them here with me. You know, so it gets me through. But that's really what I miss the most. Did you get to go home uh, for the summer for a while? Yeah, I did. I got to go home for six weeks. Is it tough to come back when that six weeks is up? Or no, you just gotta go to work. It's work. You can't if you came here. This is a business trip. You just got to go to work. So you've been committed to Nebraska now for a few months, right? When did you commit back in the spring? I committed April fourteenth. 
So what's it been like? I mean, we know that they, the fans are crazy on social media and stuff like that, but from a football standpoint with the coaches, what, what's it been like since you committed and how are you feeling about that commitment right now? Uh, my commitment is 100%. I'm solid. You know, I everybody always, you know, wants to be recruited, you know, after they commit. You know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm the type of guy, I, I understand what the word commitment means. And my brothers made sure that I knew what that word meant before I did it. You know, so. It seems like they've assembled a, a unique coaching staff because you got a guy like Coach Riley who's kind of, you know, older by head coaching standards. But he's got a lot of young guys on the staff that seem to relate to you well. Or not just you, but I've seen him with some of the other kids. Yeah. Give me, a, Give me a little bit of you know, discussion about what's different about the assistance they have there and how much that helped, you know, get you and maybe some of the other guys? Uh, it was Coach Riley, you know, Dante, Coach Dub, you know, because I'm going to be having to go against Dub's receivers every day, you know, so and that's going to be taking my caliber up every day, you know, because I have to guard his receivers knowing that he has a, you know, a receiver type of mind. And Dante and I, we share the same passion for defeating that, you know, so... Really, it went into Coach Riley, Coach Dub, um, I would say Dante, and our position, our, our position coach and our strength and conditioning coach, because that's who we're going to be with most of the time. From the outside, some people, I know when I write stories about guys who are considering Nebraska, people are, you know, especially down here in the South, are like, why would, you know, why would someone from California want to go to Nebraska or whatever? So what's, <laughs> what's kind of your answer to that? What do you think it is that's... That sort of changed the, everything there? Simply the fact that I'm not normal. Anything cliche or any type of normal activity, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Period. I'm not doing anything normal. You know, I'm a, I'm, it's going to be one hell of a story to tell by the time I'm done. What do you think? Of, but I mean, it's not just you. There's there's other guys yeah. from around the country that are appealing. Is it just that you guys want to do something different, be a part of something new? or? I mean, anybody can anybody can stay home. That's that's the easy part. That's playing it safe, and anybody can do that. You know, the the hard part is, you know, do you want to grow up, be a man of your own, and, and and provide for yourself? Can can you do it? You know, if you can do it, do it. Why not? Why not have a story to tell? You know, to, uh, when it's your last day and you're celebrating, you know, your life on this, you know, on this planet. Why not leave a legacy? You know, I can I could I could have easily stayed home. I could have easily you know came across the country. You know, so I so why not do it? Now, I remember last year I was at the airport in Atlanta, and I didn't know who you were at the time. And you were traveling with your well, my helmet. With your helmet as a carry-on. And I think I tweeted it, made fun of you, because yeah. I didn't know who you were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you put it in your bag? Why didn't you check the helmet? Um, my, I had a check bag, and then I had a backpack. And in the backpack, I was traveling from Alabama, Alabama to LSU. Yeah. I went to Bama camp, then I left Bama camp and went over to LSU. And I couldn't fit it in my in my backpack I had at that time, so I just held it, you know. And I actually missed three flights trying to get to LSU that day, so I actually took a Greyhound from all the way from Bama to Atlanta, and then Atlanta to Louisiana. Oh, okay. So you were supposed to fly out of I was Birmingham to fly or out, something? Out or? Of Birmingham. Oh, okay. Birmingham to straight into New Orleans, and then. My brother and my dad was gonna pick me up and take me, you know, but that didn't work out. So I just took a Greyhound. It was worth it though. Yeah, I guess you should have rode with me because I went to LSU on that same you trip. Did? I was yeah. there. We were on the same flight yeah. from Atlanta I missed it. to I missed New Orleans. Three flights that night. What happened? Um, it was. I was. It's it a long story, man. <laughs> All I know is I got there. I got some quality work in with Coach Raymond, and it was an overall great trip. 
Um, so now, has it been more laid back this time? I mean, look, obviously you were crisscrossing the country last summer. Did you enjoy kind of being committed and being laid back and not going on a lot of visits and stuff? Oh yeah, I, the being committed is is it's a it's a plus all the time. But you know, some people some people enjoy being recruited, you know, and they commit just to boost their name up, and then they get they they hurt themselves in the end because they want to continue to be recruited. But I know the word commitment. I know what it means. I know what it stands for. So you know, I I know what it I know what it came with. You know, so it kind of didn't work out that way for me because of the schools that kept coming, you know, afterwards. But, you know, I, I tried to build as many, you know, great relationships as possible. In this, there, there are a few kids every year who kind of have a bigger, you know, I don't want to say brand or whatever, mm-hmm. and they have more re- name recognition. You're one of those guys this year. <laughs> yeah. And part of that can be, like you said, playing into, you know, hey, whatever, show me some love or, you know, yeah. to try to get attention. So how have you tried to... I guess avoid that or stay grounded because it seems like it's not something you want to do even though you do have a big following on social media and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, my my brother, my brother Lucky, he, he kind of had that as well. He played at the University of Utah. You know, he came out as, I believe, a three-star, four-star prospect on, on different websites. You know, so he was that guy, you know, in our area. So I got to see how he handled himself, you know, and he stayed humble through it all. You know, he let me, my older brother, my sisters, and my mom basically do the talking for him. You know, he was the most violent, you know, guy you could meet, you know, on the field. But once he hits you, he'll help you up. You know, so, and he's like that off the field, you know. If he, you know, completely destroys somebody on the field, off the field, you know, he's a true, genuine, caring person. So I took from that and basically, and I've always had it in my mind to, I want to be like that. You know, let everybody hype you up, but... You know, if you don't float with the hype, you know, things will never hit the fan. You know, if you stay grounded, stay even killed, nothing will, you know, take you up there to hit the fan. So that's how I look at it. I, I feel as if, if if I know I'm, you know, I'm still human. You know, I still bleed the same as everybody else. You know, it's nothing different than me that, you know, I can I can read a quarterback and I can pick a ball off. It's nothing different. So one thing that, that I guess people I'm sure have talked to you about your whole life is your size, how tall you are. You're 5'8", yeah. 5'9", five, five, right? Or you go? I'm like five nine and a half. Okay, like so five, we'll give you five ten. Five ten. <laughs> but uh, do you think that's kind of how have you overcome that? I guess. I mean, what do you take it when you hit it at knock or when you go against? Especially now because everyone seems to love like corners that are six one. It doesn't matter yeah. if they can cover as long as they're tall. Tall, yeah. I kind of like it. You know, I've, I've learned to like you know all my flaws, everything that they knock against me. Oh, he's not big enough. Oh, he's not tall enough. He used to not be fast enough. You know, I, I kind of like it. You know, they're like, oh, you're knocking on the door of a fifth star. What are you going to do if you don't get it? I'll be happy about it. Now I have a, it's going to be a story to tell. It's going to be a success story. So it's, it's going to be, oh, that's the four-star kid that should have been a five-star. Right. That's how I look at it. Okay. I always see the positive in everything. You know, people people always knock me about how tall I am. Oh, you're number two to Patrick Sertain because he's 6'2 and he runs a 4'3. That's fine. That's fine. He's a, he's a smart football player. He understands the game. Mentally, I want to be on that level. I'm, I'm gradually getting to that level. That's why he's, you know, he has a higher ranking than me. I, I can identify them things, and then I just let the people talk. They're, they're, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Are you beyond the point now where you really even care about the rankings? Oh, not I mean, at all. What is it? Not at all. Yeah, I see it. You know, people are like, oh, they dropped you because you did this. They, they boosted you up because you did this. I'm like, 
those things cannot save you when you're on the field. Right, they don't. Essentially, <laughs> when you're younger, they do. They can't help you a little oh, yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah. now that you're committed and whatever, I mean, it's... It does not matter to me. All the stars, all the rankings, all that stuff, it's going to be gone. Once you get to college, you know, that's all that's gone. You know, I've gotten to see it myself, you know, because my cousin Tajan, you know, he was a five-star recruit on some websites, four on the others, you know, and I got to see how the transition worked out for him. You know, when he got to college, they didn't care at all. Right. You know, I, I actually, when I was at Bama camp specifically, uh, Ryan Anderson, the first rounder, he, he kind of like hit somebody like bad. Like, and I was right in front of him. Like, I, they were, we were doing a player run practice, so I was allowed to be out there with him. You know, so the coaches had left. He was out there on the field and he hit somebody. You know, he, he hit him right in front of me. I was playing nickel and he was right there. And, uh, he hit the dude and he got up and he said, you used to be a five-star recruit in high school. How many stars are you seeing now? <laughs> and I was like, damn. <laughs> that's really that. Once he said that I was, I was a sophomore, that's when that really went out the window. Right. That really went out the window right then and there. Like, once he said that, he was like, you used to be a five-star recruit. How many stars are you seeing now? That's funny. I th- you know what? I think we ranked Ryan as a f- – I think Ryan was ranked pretty high. He was. But it took him a long time. He was a bust at first. Everyone was like, he's, he's not playing. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to look it up while we're talking. But, so give us something for the Nebraska fans before we go. Like, who, who do you think's coming? Who's next to commit? I know you got guys here that you're working on. Um, just know we got some two-for-one deals. You know, if we get one, we take another. <laughs> so no matter if they're committed or not, if we get one, we get the other. Okay. Let me just leave it at that. And they both, these two people I'm specifically talking about, everybody knows who they are. They were both at Friday Night Lights. Okay, so those are the, those are the two. Two of those, if you get one, you get the other. Okay, so listen, Ryan was the number 98 player in the country. 98. So that's pretty good. And we were a little, probably a little low. Did he go in the first round? He went first round. Yeah, so it was a little low. He went first round. He was one of the highest paid Bama players. But that was in 2000. That was in 2012, so he just, he wasn't really, we didn't really know who he was until 16 or whatever, so that one was a hard one, but, uh, all right, man, so wait, look, how do you pronounce, everyone calls you, Buki, Buki, everybody calls me Buki, but it's Buki, it's Buki, it's Buki, but I'll let people call it what they want, (laughs) well, we're going to start saying it right now, all right, Buki, Buki, all right, Buki, thanks a lot, man, no problem, man, loading, you got any rants? You got any recommendations? Uh, I don't know if it's a rant, and it's definitely not a recommendation, but can we have a discussion about just how unbelievably crappy the Tropicana Ballpark is in St. Pete? Oh, jeez. Yeah, Nicholas Sell, a rival photographer, is in the building with us here in this room. Say hi, Nicholas. What's up, guys? Now, Nick, it was your first experience there. What did you think of the, uh, the trop, as we call it? I tried to prepare him for it. I was like, this is very, yeah. very cool. I refer to it as the dumpiest dump of all dumps. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dump. <laughs> what would you say the defining characteristic of the trap is? The, the finest characteristic? The defining characteristic. Like, oh, they knock that yeah, thing down. What will people remember from that place? It's just a big dome filled <laughs> with air conditioning. <laughs> I think it's that it's orange big... juice sign in left field. Yes, yeah, yeah the orange juice the sign. Kind of yeah, the orange juice <laughs> sign. I also do like the little, they put the thing in with the stingrays. Oh, yeah. I kind of like that. That's That's probably cool, but I mean... The the lighting in there, I mean, it makes you like it's all like fluorescent it's, lighting. It's, and there's catwalks that sometimes get hit. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm not a you know I me mean? I'm not a big baseball guy and I'm not a a huge uh, fan of, of that place at all. Let me see what I got to complain about this week. I you know I always got something. Um, 
Well, let's talk about elevator etiquette. I teased it last week. Oh, and then I also want to talk about flight delay Twitter after you're done. Oh, jeez. Okay, so elevator etiquette. The main problem I'm having, nobody has it anymore. You go, an elevator opens, you run an elevator, and sometimes I listen. It's like subway rules. You let the people off. Right, but not anymore. I, I've now started chastising people once again. <laughs> Did we get anybody that guessed your, your affliction? I know. Uh, <laughs> Although that could get some laughs. I did hear some feedback. People thought it was funny. The doors to the elevator open. You let people off before you go in. People are in such a hurry now to just walk right in. Subway rules. It's unbelievable. I can't, I mean, so I've now started, in addition to saying something like, are you going to let me get out? If or you something. see something, say something. Yeah. I've also started throwing a little forearm shiver into people. <laughs> it's physical contact. <laughs> I had a buddy in college that in elevators just to tweak people would be in a two-person elevator and just go stand right next to the other person. See, <laughs> but that's, the, that, but see that, that's why you're taking your life into your own hands because you do that with me. Yeah, nobody ever expects <laughs> to run into a Womack. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the problem. So that's the issue with these elevators is, you know, and a lot of times there's cuss words involved when I say, are you going to let me get out of the elevator? There's other words. Uh, well, they, I mean, that's pretty, I feel like that's pretty, like, uh, that's a pretty understood part of, like, the human experience. I'm telling right? you, as someone who stays at a lot of hotels and goes in a lot of elevators, it's picking up steam with people not... <laughs> I just thought about Gorney for whatever reason, who is, like, won't get in an elevator. Oh, yeah, Adam, uh, Adam Gorney, our uh, West Coast analyst, hates elevators, probably for this very reason. <laughs> we'll, we'll not get in one. Well, because well, he got stuck in one. Flights of stairs. He got stuck in one once, and I think that threw him off. But guess what? Taking the stairs is good for your health, so good for you, Gorney. Now, flight delay Twitter. I saw, I saw one last night from Brandon Smart, friend of the show, who was complaining. I think he took uh, a flight back from Hawaii, and instead of having individual entertainment things, they had the old school, you know, with the big oh, yeah. projector up mm -hmm. in front. And he was complaining because he had flown one airline out there, which had the... TVs and flung one back, but it's like you got to research that going into the flight. But let's hear your complaint. I know you've been. I just don't. These people act like they're the only people that have ever had flight delays, and if it's like going to the like going to the gym used to be. If you don't tweet about it, was your flight oh, really delayed? Geez. Well, here's the <laughs> issue. I I can understand a lot of times it's the quickest way to get some points. Sure, but you can. Those DMs are open. Yeah, number one, they're open. Number two. Complaining about a weather delay. There's nothing the airline can do if it's a weather delay. Thanks, what do you want them Delta. To do? Yeah, thanks, Delta. Yeah, every flight delay Twitter, lame flight delay Twitter tweet always ends with, thanks, insert airline. Yeah, yeah, and it's really been picking up, uh, it has been picking up steam lately. I think, I'm embarrassed to do it. I mean, as a man with 27,000 followers, you'd think I'd be, well, I like firing shots, but you're not, what are you getting out of it? It looks even worse when it's somebody with all those followers. Because then it's like wielding like invisible power, right? It's like, look at me, look at me smearing your name all over my twenty-seven thousand followers well, because it's raining in Anchorage. Well, I saw and that uh, that uh, your friend of the show, Ann Coulter, got. <laughs> she got she, why is she my friend? She got in. She got in hot. Delta like fired back at her. Yeah, good. Which it's okay to say anything you want to Ann Coulter. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's okay. I know when she was on that celebrity roast, that was. Uh, rough. I don't know if you ever watched that. No, she was on somebody's roast, and when and you know they they essentially roast the other people. I yeah. mean, she was. They were hammering her. I've kind of even felt bad for her. I can't believe we even said her name on the show. Well, 
<laughs> anyway, big shout, Ann. <laughs> Ann's a person too, Rob. Welcome to the Rob Cassidy Democratic Socialist Hour. <laughs> well, anyway, so just DM them. Go online. You're not getting anything out of tweeting on a podcast. They're going to give you the same amount of miles, uh, which, I, by the way, if Delta, if you're listening, I'm still waiting for a complaint to be answered, which I submitted the right way. It, and it's okay to call them out on the podcast. Right. <laughs> it's the tweets that I have the problem with. <laughs> oh, boy, but wait, I'm telling you, you have to bleep that, though. Now, I fly on Delta. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to stop flying on Delta. I mean, there was a there was a mechanical error. At the, you and know. Woody will forego all of his points if you sponsor our <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'll gladly give away that for a, for a sponsorship. So uh, I couldn't get... I did have a. T- I'm gonna. We might have to retroactively do a tweet of the week if I can find it real quick before we go. We've got a. We've got a former friend of the show outside waiting to go to lunch with us. Should we talk about him? Uh, we've mentioned him on here before. He is scared to come on here because he thinks his employer will fire him if he is on the show. Well, I don't think. I think we would get in trouble if we had him on there as well. No way. What is the difference? We had Staples on last week because we had Andrew Ivins from Twenty Four Seven Sports. Uh, I'm on telling the show. you, I don't think that we would get in trouble. Okay, so I did want to mention to you real fast that you mentioned there was no home run derby slump and Aaron Judge proceeded to go on a horrible slump but for like at, two weeks. But look at Stan, he's hitting more. Okay, well, I'm just saying, he, but he didn't win. Yeah. Judge went all the way, the guys who go all the way through, there is a, there no, has to be stats. There, there's, you can make those numbers if you take your sample size. There is no logical reason why the difference, the difference between how many swings Judge took and how many swings Stanton took isn't that many in the course of a season. Like it, it's, they get two days off. These are baseball players. I don't think it messes with your swing. Uh, and what's to say that 120 swings messes with your swing and screws you up? But if you take 80, where's the magic line? Is the magic line? I don't know. I don't know the numbers. I'm just saying. All I know is that Aaron Judge went on a two-week slump after the, after the thing. But he's fine now. He's fine now, but there was a slump afterwards. Okay. Well, you know, he was so good that there was going to be a slump no matter what. You couldn't keep that pace up forever. Okay. That was Bonds-like. Tweet of the week, real quick. Terrence Marshall, Terrace Marshall, five-star wide receiver from Louisiana, tweeted, A long time ago, I stopped expecting things. Now I'm never disappointed. Okay, so that was his original tweet. Now, Justin Rogers, who's a Rivals 100 quarterback and his teammate, said... You expect the ball every time you run a fade, though, <laughs> with the little thinking <laughs> face. And now Ivan's... Andrew Ivan's so pressing his bot up against the glass door. We told him 2 o'clock. It's 2 o'clock. Subscribe on iTunes. M. Deuce, play us Say out. Say bye, Ivan's. Bye. There you go. <laughs>